Hello, this is Jane Stavum, Superintendent of the Sioux Falls School District, and this is our podcast. Join us for an audible look inside the Sioux Falls School District, where we'll put a spotlight on the people, places, and practices of our district. Hello, everybody, and welcome back again for the Superintendent's Podcast. I'm Jane Stavum, and today we have very special guests from Washington High School. This is actually going to be a podcast about podcasters, which sounds a little weird, but that's okay. Um, you know, it's a new form of media, and um, we think it's something that's working really effectively, and you both discovered that early on, and that's what we want to talk about today. So with me, I have Jeff Tobin, and Jeff, what have you been teaching, and how long in the district? So this is my seventh year in the district. It's the only place I've been straight out of college. Um, I've been at Washington for all seven of them. I teach special education. I actually do the Tier 2 Behavior Program at Washington. Um, and then I've coached basketball and track basketball on both the boys' and girls' sides. Great. So, and next year you are the? Yes. Yeah, so I was just recently named the head boys' basketball coach at Washington. Um, so so exciting. very exciting times. And so it's a uh, cause for an exciting summer and then changes mm-hmm. next school year. So. Yep. Yeah. Change is good. Yep. And then with you is your partner, Grant Scouten. Grant, you teach math. Yes, so I've been at Washington for the last two years. Uh, the first six years I was at Whittier teaching sixth grade math and then eighth grade math. And then an opening opened up at Washington. Always wanted to get there, so took the opportunity, applied, got it. So, um, That's great. And then along with uh, Jeff, I'm also part of the girls' basketball staff. Great. That coaching piece, I always love it when our teachers are coaches, and that's really part of the culture of Sioux Falls, but great relationships with kids, and then you can see them all day. Definitely. So tell me, did you know each other before you started this whole podcast thing? Yep, yes. we did. So we, we coached together, um, so we knew, knew, knew each other through that avenue. Um, and when this idea came up, uh, it was something I knew I didn't necessarily want to tackle on my own. So I just kind of thought of a personality fit that would be fun to do this with. Um, and, and he's a fun personality, as people hear. So <laughs> That's um, good. he was an easy one to ask, and it was just a good fit from the beginning. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, and, and it was really interesting because when you did ask me, I don't know if you knew this, but I had actually been thinking during, because it was during COVID time, yep. like when you asked, yep. I'd actually been thinking of with another buddy of starting a podcast. So when he asked me, I looked at him right away and said, absolutely, like, I'm in, let's do this. You That's know? good. So, so so much for that, buddy. You yes, found a new kind buddy of, really yes. fast. <laughs> so. Well, I mainly wanted to start a podcast because I wanted to buy the cool microphone for my office <laughs> at home, and I had just done that. And then uh, Carly here, our mastermind behind everything, came up with a way to make it look great and was willing to learn to use the software. I'm still trying to figure that out at home, but there's a little bit of fear factor that goes into it. I think with the video or with the um, editing that happens with the clips and and then just you know coming up with things that people will enjoy listening to and that are relevant. So for us, it was humanizing people and letting people hear firsthand conversations. What were the things that you wanted to create with your podcast? It's a good question. So. Really, the reason I, I decided I wanted to do a podcast is because during quarantine, I took my daughter on a walk. She was like six to eight months during quarantine. So every day we'd go on a walk and I'd listen to one. Um, and then I was just like, man, it'd be really cool to start. You know, initially my, my mind went to sports podcasting, but I was like, ah, it's pretty broad. So then we came into the school year and, and with everything that was circulating when we came into the school year with uncertainty, with, you know, it was, it, there was a lot of negativity flowing around the world at that time and, and whatnot. So I was like, what a great way to bring story, kind of like you're doing with humanizing people, but telling stories. And then also we say we want to make voices last. 
Um, and we pride ourselves at Washington with a strong tradition um, that dates back, you know, 100 years. And so we want to just tell stories that people have lived through the years and are still living to this day. And I think it's a cool way to just make those stories live on in a way that, um, you know, people can go and listen a number of years later to a story that happened not too long ago. So, so did it take care of all the negativity in the world? Didn't did take care of all the negativity, <laughs> but we hope that our podcast maybe brightens the day here or there. So I'm sure it does. So when you started to ask somebody, who was your first guest on your first podcast? Our first guest, so it was in October when we started it, and Homecoming had just wrapped up. And so um, Randolph Kapai, who's now at Nebraska, Woohoo, um, go yes. Huskers. Yep. Um, he was our homecoming king, so I think it was your idea, Jeff, of just, hey, let's get the homecoming king on right away. And he actually has a wonderful story to tell anyway, and that's what, again, we wanted to do. Since people couldn't come into Washington, really, was this was a way for people to hear their stories with all that. So we actually started with the homecoming king, and then the following week, uh, Lexi Goldman was our homecoming queen, so we had them on right away. That's great. So whether it's a podcast or a video, telling stories is a really powerful way to engage people. And one of the things that we're talking about doing next year is some more video work because when we when we think about some of the swirl, some of the negativity around it, it's, it's people disagreeing on semantics or people disagreeing about um, what their version is of what the world looks like. And we know from being in our schools, we have diversity all over the place, diversity of experience, diversity of race and culture, diversity of um, gender and age and all of those things. And what we're charged with doing is when people come through our front doors, we create an experience for them in the classroom, in the hallways, in the gym, on the stage. And if people aren't having the very best experience possible, we have work to do. And to do that, we have to understand people's stories. So capturing that is really important. What were some surprises that you got as you began to hear stories? Well, I think that you start to learn things about people that you thought you knew, and then you realize they come from a whole different place than you thought they came from. Um, and, and then hearing, it, it, I think there's a difference between when, you know, at, at Washington we have a strong ELL population, and so you just kind of, you hear, oh, that student's an ELL student, but then we had, two students on from that program who told their stories, um, you know, one was from Africa, one was from Guatemala, and you hear their stories, but you hear how different their stories were and their perspectives are so different. And all of a sudden, they're not just ELL students anymore. They have stories and they have, you know, a face to a name to a story. Mm -hmm. And so hearing that, I think it just get, it makes you gain a whole new appreciation for the experiences that they've gone through. Um, our, our male student who we had on, Luis, um, at 15 years old, he didn't speak a lick of English. And now he's 17 years old on our podcast speaking better English than some people that, who have been speaking it their whole lives. Mm -hmm. And that's just a tribute to the education that he's, he's earned. And it's a similar thing. We had a staff meeting yesterday and a young lady gave up who didn't get selected to give the graduation speak at the commencement, but she gave it to us yesterday. Um, and she was, a, she was a student who grew up um, in a refugee camp for 13 years of her life and then at 14 years old her family got to come over here and she tells a story about having a dream and about looking at, at the world through a fence for most of her life not knowing what's out there and now because of the experience here in the Sioux Falls School District and at Washington High School she, her dream is coming true she has uh, she has a future there were plenty of tears being shed in that meeting or in that um, through that through that speech but it was just so powerful to actually have a face to a story and now to a name. And I think that's a strong thing that podcasting can do too. 
One of the things that happens when you hear those stories is now we know, and when we know better, we can do better. What are some of the responses that you've seen at Washington or with people who've been your listeners? How have they responded or how have you seen a change maybe in mindset or um, just perception? Uh, one thing that jumps out right away for me with that question is we've had, after I'd say probably the first four or five episodes, we had probably, what, three or four emails from community members saying, hey, this is awesome. Thank you so much for this. Uh, you had Mark Murren on. His daughter reached out to us right away. She's like, this is awesome. Like, you guys are doing this. Like, our family's all Washington, so this is cool. Um, a freshman mom reached out to me saying, hey, I'm a first-time warrior. This is great hearing all this. This is getting me introduced to what Washington is and maybe hearing some stories from athletes or other people that I may not mm -hmm. really hear about. Yeah, That's good. It creates culture and it creates mm -hmm. a sense of connection, I think, for people when they begin to hear um, who people really are. I think it's so phenomenal. Um, I, I get to work with our youth advisory group and it's, it's about three or four students from every high school and next year we'll add our Jefferson kids into that mix. And sometimes the perception, particularly of high schoolers, that you know, all hope is lost and they know nothing about math and they know nothing about history. And yet when you interact with our high schoolers, they are amazing people. They are so articulate. They're so good at listening to each other and they really have a vision for who they want to be in the world. Um, what are some of the things that you would tell people listening to this about the kids that you get to work with every day? I think it's, um, you need to get to know them at a deeper level. And I think that's so important of, um, you know, what we've tried to do is, is to get to know people at a deeper level. So for teachers especially, our students have amazing things to share. And like you said, maybe they're not the greatest in your classroom because your classroom is a math classroom mm -hmm. and they don't, they don't click with math very well, but that student may be a completely different student out there in a social studies classroom or in an elective class where they get to work, you know, with woodworking or with um, with uh, foods or whatever that talent may be. So just getting to know that student on a deeper level, um, and then really caring at that level to know so that that trust is built um, because especially with what I do in my our tier two program, we have students that are most at risk. Um, so if you don't build that relationship that's deeper than most, you're gonna lose them. Um, but once they know that you care about them and they ha you have them hooked, um, they become like a completely different person. Almost every year when we have our, our Spirit of Washington ceremony where each teacher gives out um, you know, like an award to a given student and I give out my award to a student who's maybe notorious in the building that other teachers are like, you seriously gave that student an award? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, he's, he's great for me. She's awesome for me. But in a classroom full of 30 where they don't get the attention maybe they need or that, that they don't get at home or whatever the case is, they may act out. Um, so getting to know people on a deeper level is the, mm -hmm. it's a long answer to a, a short question. Very so. good. Every, every human being needs a sense of belonging. They need to know that they are seen and that they are viewed as a person and that somebody knows something about them. How do we do that in a building where there is not one teacher to every student, where we have you know sometimes nearly or over 2,000 students? How do we make sure that we know every student? I think for me personally, I try to be outside the classroom in time in between passing period and it's as for me simple just saying hi mm -hmm. like even if I don't know the kid just saying hi so they have someone with that and there's been kids now that I've never taught 
but I've said hi to every day that if I'm busy talking to someone, I can see out of the corner of my eye, they actually slow down a little mm-hmm. bit until I'm done to just say that. And I, there's times I may not even know that kid's name at all, yep. but it's just the fact that there's one person in that building who's making eye contact and saying mm-hmm. hi to him. And I think that's, like you kind of said, you can get, there are students who will be, you'll be able to have a deeper relationship, but just making sure someone hears a voice sent mm-hmm. talking to them, I think then yep. is very important. Speaks to the powering of mentoring, speaks to the power of community members also seeing and being part of our kids' lives. And I think to add on to that, when you talk about mentoring, is we advocate for every student to get involved yep. in something, in some activity mm-hmm. or club. Um, and obviously at the high school level, you have the opportunity to create more clubs and, and whatnot, but um, finding every student has a talent in some capacity. So you know, just nourishing that talent and creating a club or, you know, encouraging that student to get involved in something because there's something for everything. And I feel like when they step out of their comfort zone just a little and find a little success, great things can happen. Yeah, that's going to be one of our our pushes next year is for every student, particularly middle school and high school, to find where they belong in that activity Mm -hmm. or um, club or whatever it may be. You know, when you talk about individual students, it's why I love graduation. Because, you know, I I was just over at one of our high schools this afternoon and you're kind of swimming in the sea of humanity and you all get to know your kids. But for those of us who advocate for all of our students and yet we do that from a location like IPC, we have to be out in buildings. But when I'm at graduation, I get to see every face Mm -hmm. and I get to see every student for who they are as that unique person. I don't Mm -hmm. see them for very long, (laughs) but it's, it's so important to me. And then I think about, oh my goodness, I hope we did our very best for them because mm-hmm. n- here they go out into the wide, wide world. And our job is to prepare them to have a great life and to choose what it is that they want to do. So when you think about the value of a podcast compared to other social media, what would you say about that? Well, I think that there's value in it all. I think that there's also a really slippery slope of it all. But when, when it comes to a podcast, I think it's just a great way to tell a story to talk and, and get ideas out there on a, on a table, if you will. Um, and, and like you said, I, we've thought about ways to incorporate more videography into it mm-hmm. and, and more just photography into it. But our limits only go so far of what, you know, in time in the day. Mm-hmm. But um, I think that there's really strong messages to send through podcasts and really important issues to tackle through having honest conversations, having conversations that need to be had. You know, like we talked about earlier, we live in a world where you can call it negativity or you can talk about it's, a, it's an ability to move forward on a lot of serious mm-hmm. topics. And I think podcasting, those conversations that need to be had are great um, platforms to do so. I agree. Yeah, to kind of piggyback off that, <clears throat> one thing I love about the podcast is we have kids come in and you can see they're a little bit nervous, but you, Jeff, tell them every single time, we're just having a conversation. Like ignore the microphones, all that. And that's what the podcast is. And like you said, it's to have conversations. Sometimes mm-hmm. they're tougher conversations, and sometimes it's just tell us your story. So that's why I think, in my mind, the podcast is a little bit better because at the times, you don't have to have a face, really. You don't have to feel shy that you're in front of a camera. It's literally, just tell me your story. Yeah. I think in a world where it's getting harder and harder to tune out the noise, a podcast is where you can still hear a genuine conversation without yelling and screaming, <laughs> and most of them, without interruption, and where you can really hear the ideas come through clearly. So thank you for the work that you're doing with your students and the example that you're setting and for being creative and doing something different. I think it'll be really fun to see 
where that goes over the next few years when you're not busy teaching and coaching. So thanks for taking the extra time. And thanks for being a guest today on my podcast. And I guess I will know if I'm worthy if they invite me to be part of their podcast. So. Well, and, and to, I, I, I know how guests feel now being on the other end yes. of this podcast. There is a little bit different nervousness yeah. that goes yes. into it. So I had to get used yes. to that. That's good. Thank well, you for having us on. Thank you. Have Absolutely. a great rest of your school year. Thank you. Thanks.